Podcast. Answer Man, episode number 370. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Hyatt from This Is Your Life and MichaelHyatt.com. You're listening to the man who has trained more people to podcast than anyone else on the planet. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft, he is the podcast answer man. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast answer man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this my friends is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business and your life to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends, and oh, wow, am I so excited. I just returned from the podcast movement in Dallas, Texas, and it was an historic event. I am not over-exaggerating by any stretch of the imagination. This was an awesome event. Now, this was the first event that Jared Easley and Mitch Todd and Gary Leland and Dan Franks, all four of these guys put together. This was their first experience putting together a conference. And it in the initial stages, in their minds, it was not going to be anything around the size of what it actually turned out being. But given that this was their first event, this was an awesome event. And I know for a fact that anything that didn't go maybe as great as it could have, and there were just a couple little things, just nothing major, but on a scale of one to 10 for their first event out of the gate was a solid nine out of 10. And next year's event, which by the way has already been announced, I think it's July 31st through August 2nd, which is, I'm so thankful for, it's not gonna be on my anniversary next year. Oh my gosh. So, but anyway, Next year's event is going to be out of this world. I mean, this one was already great, but I mean, ah, I know you guys have already been hearing about it probably from some other podcasters and social media. You're going to be hearing about just all of the awesome things that took place and all the lives that were changed as a result of this conference for months to come. And I highly encourage you guys to get over there and sign up for next year as soon as they make it available. They did make some pre-registration for next year's event available to the attendees that were there, but the public tickets for next year is not open yet. They'll be on sale in the future, and as soon as I'm aware of that, I'll make sure I let you guys know. But it was so awesome. Oh my gosh, and I was just blown away by it. Let me just say this. First of all, you can tell that I don't have my voice right now, and the reason for that was simply the sheer number of people that I had conversations with. I am not sick. I don't feel bad at all. That What you're hearing is just simply my voice is, is exhausted from so much talking. But it was amazing to have that many conversations with that many people about so many different things. I highly encourage you guys, if, if you were not there, make sure that you're there next year. Make sure that you are at 
the podcast movement in 2015. Do not miss it no matter what. Anyway, so what am I going to do here in this week's episode of Podcast Answer Man? By the way, I am not broadcasting live as I'm recording this intro. I'm actually recording this on Tuesday, August 19th, just one day after I came home from Dallas, Texas. What I'm going to share with you today is my keynote address. I recorded it on my Roland recorder. Uh, my great friend Daniel Lewis uh, oversaw the the recording of it. In fact, you'll hear his voice very clear in there uh, responding to one of the things I said on the stage. But Daniel, thank you for manning the recorder in the front row uh, so that I got great audio of my talk. That's what I'm going to share with you today. I want to share with you my keynote address. Now, before I actually hit play here on the recording, I do want to let you know my next session of podcasting A to Z is coming up on Monday, September 1st, 2014. That's right, just a couple weeks away. I already have 14 people signed up. I'm only going to allow 35 students in this session. It is the final session of 2014. So if you want to get in, you will want to sign up as soon as possible. And here's some information about that now and then my keynote address. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stel. Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Broadcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is certain. At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcasting A2Z.com. Guys, let me tell you something. There are two reasons I'm not supposed to be here right now. I'm going to start with one of them by having them put the first slide up for me. Today is my 18th wedding anniversary. When Jared and the guys asked me about this, if I, if I would come and do the keynote, I said, guys, I can't. It's, it's August 17th. That's, that's my wife's day. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. There was another reason why I had to say no. And, um, it's a little behind-the-scenes stuff. I used to work for a, a different conference, and I had a contract and stuff like that, but I'm no longer with them. So when I was no longer with them, my wife said to me, look at all these things that are going on. Look at where this community is gathering. Look at what Jared and Easley, uh, Jared, and Easley. <laughs> Jared, Dan, and Mitch, and Gary have all done. Look at this. You can't not be there, Cliff. That would not be right. Not after all the things you can put your heart into. You have to go. See if they'll see if they'll accept you after you've denied, denied them. And, and I begged them. I said, guys, can I please come? And, and they made a spot for me. So thank you. But hold on. This isn't for me. Ben's going to come up here. I'm going to ask you guys to do me a huge favor. 
On the count of three, I want you guys to, or actually I want you all to stand up. And on the count of three, I want you all to say thank you, Stephanie. All right? <laughs> so on the count of three, one, two, three. Thank you, Stephanie! Thank you. How many people have a podcast in here right now? All right. How many of you are going to start a podcast within the next 90 days? Woo! You know what? When we all started our podcast, we looked like this, didn't we? Oh, I love podcasting. Podcasting is awesome. Those of you who, are, who have come here, you, you look like this. But uh, there was some, uh, a panel here today that talked about eight weeks after. Some of us look like this. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I, I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to get you a little more. This is the last bit of exercise we'll have to do here today. If you have ever received a negative, overly critical, hateful email that judged you and how poor your podcast is, I would like you to stand up. For those of you who are getting ready to start, look at this. This is what you have to look forward to. Thank you. <laughs> Let me tell you, the second reason why I shouldn't be podcasting today is because I've had more than 1,000 people tell me I shouldn't. You think you have negative reviews? You think you have your one-star ratings? Let me tell you about my first podcast. One star. I'm going to read this to you. Uh, it starts off, everybody hates your show, exclamation mark. It continues, including me. Can I get zero stars? Can an exception made, please, just this once. I beg of you. We must get the word out. People must be told. We, we have to protect our children from such embarrassingly low level of quality. The self-congratulatory tone is a threat to judgment and common sense everywhere. Does mediocrity know no bounds? Can I tell you something? You can go to, go to iTunes and do a search for Weekly Lost Podcasts. And that's one of the nicer ones. And the crazy thing is, look at the bottom. 20 out of 36 people agree. I was horrible. I was. I was, I was absolutely horrible when I started podcasting. And I will tell you what. Episode 50 of the Weekly Lost Podcast, I asked one question. Why are we doing this? My wife and I cried in that episode. And we said it's our last one. We said it's the last one. We get it. You hate us. We're done. <laughs> Absolutely. And episode 50 was our last episode. Until people downloaded it. And they heard it. And they said, no. It's not your last one. We have to have you. You can't listen to those people. And I'm not kidding. It wasn't a thousand people right off the bat. I'm talking about a thousand people since 2005. Who have outright told me, I hate you. There's one person at this conference that's told me that. <laughs> You'll never make it, Cliff Ravenscraft. You should give up and go home. Go back to insurance. No. So how do we get past this? You saw the people who stood up and they said, I still have a podcast. Well, actually, how? I don't know if you would stand up. How many people had a podcast and got feedback and quit? Anybody? Okay, good. Good. Yeah. 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 Let me tell you 
say about one of the craziest pieces of feedback I've ever received that came in the mail? <laughs> this is not the original envelope, as there is no address on it. But I bought it out for effect, right? My wife went out to the mail after we finished our accounting one day. She was ready to go and uh, uh, make our deposit for our business. And things were kind of like on edge. We had just gotten past the part in our business where we were just absolutely devastated financially as the result of just trying to figure out how to do business right. And we had had a couple months where things were really good and it was August and the kids needed to go back to school and she wanted me to write a check for a certain amount net out of our business for my paycheck that was bigger than any paycheck I've ever made before and she had all the right reasons why I should do it. And I'm like, I can't do that. She goes, because I'm blessing our business. And I said, I still can't do that. She goes, okay, Cliff, that's fine. I understand. What can you do? And I wrote her, I wrote her a check for a lower, I wrote myself a check for a lower amount and gave it to her. And I felt something in my heart. I said, you know what? Write the full amount. And I told her, I said, Stephanie, void that. Write a new check. And she was on her way to go to the, uh, to the bank to make our deposit. She comes back inside and she has an envelope in her hand. And she had this look on her face that I don't even know if I can describe, but she's got, you have to see what's in this envelope. And again, I can't even begin to, but, but let me tell you, the, the expression was in such a way that there was only one reason or one thought in my mind that could cause her to have the reaction to what she saw in this envelope that would cause her to express herself in such a way, to hold this envelope in such a way, and say that in such a way. And the only thing I could think of that would cause her to say those words in that way was, somebody must have taken a picture of themselves naked and put it in the letter. <laughs> this is how shocked my wife was with what was in this. She said, and it was already open, and so then I opened it because she had put it back in. And I read this, and there was something in this letter, in this envelope with this letter, but I want to read to you something. Cliff, please accept this contribution for GSPN Plus membership. I learned about you a few months ago when I started doing research about podcasting, and then I uh, found your Hunger Games fan podcast, and well, you know, long story short, uh, you, may be a, you may be a bit surprised by my, the amount of my Plus membership contributions. There are many reasons for this, and certainly too many to be involved to explain in this letter. I'll continue down a little bit. It says, the most important thing for you to know right now is that, and for you to understand is that you have already, in all capital letters, earned the full amount of this contribution. All the work that you have done since you have started GSPN has earned the full contribution that I have made. He goes on to tell me about some other things. He says, but I remember the passion I had when I started my business many years ago. And what you are doing with GSPN reminds me of that. I just think what you're doing is great, and I would love to see it continue. And then I pulled out a check for $12,000. Let me tell you something. This was exciting. This was exciting. And I'll tell you what, this was God communicating a lot of things to me that is a whole different talk in another venue. But let me tell you something. This, you would think, is the most exciting thing in the world you would ever get. But I did not say this is the most exciting piece of feedback I've ever received. I did not say this is the most exciting letter I've ever received in the mail. Instead, what I will tell you is that the most exciting things I've ever received in the mail 
are these. Letters and postcards with personal notes of how people said, Cliff, your content, what you and Stephanie are doing has changed my life. And I keep them all. So I tell you, you know, there's a lot of reasons to want a podcast, and there's no wrong reason in my mind to want to podcast. I'm going to set this right down here for now. There's no wrong reason, but you have to have a reason bigger than yourself to make it big in this world. And for me, the reason why I podcast is because I want to change the world. I, I'm not afraid, you know what, you know, there, if you go, I, I hope you guys do get a chance. If you ever feel down, and you feel just feel down about yourself and the feedback you're getting, go look at those one-star ratings in iTunes for my lost podcast, and they will tell you how egotistical and arrogant I am. But you know what, in a way, I do hope that when I die, and they have a memorial service for me, I hope there's not a building big enough for the people who come and say, gosh, that guy changed my life. And it's not me, but it's what I think that I've been called to do in this world, is to make an impact in people's lives. And that's what I want to do. And I believe that, you know what, you can have a business podcast, you can have a sports podcast, you can have a technology podcast, you can have a fiction audiobook podcast, you can have any kind of podcast in the world. Just know this, no matter why you're, no matter why you're podcasting, what you're podcasting about, you have the opportunity to change the world, to make a difference, a positive difference in people's lives, one person at a time. And I'm gonna give you four strategies for doing that. The first one is to have a clear message that people can grasp onto. The question you have to ask yourself is, what am I all about? What drives me? What do I want to do in this world? What do I want to help people accomplish? You know, we talk about how do I monetize my podcast, and forget that question. How do I provide value to people? How do I make their lives better? And when you do that, the compensation that comes back to you oftentimes is monetary in many ways that you never dreamed possible. But that doesn't happen unless you've first looked to serve other people. And sometimes it's difficult to, to say, you know what, what is my clear message? Well, my clear message is that I want you to see my top-ranked podcast in iTunes, and I want you to subscribe to it, and I want to have great call to actions and a wonderful free giveaway so that you can get on my mailing list so that you'll buy my products and be in my sales funnel and ultimately buy my big products. <laughs> no? No, it's not all about that. So, by the way, do I, do I think that that's a bad thing? No. 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 But that's not why you podcast. Actually, for some of you, it is why you podcast. And I recommend that, you know, and, and by the way, there's some of you that's why you podcast and you're very successful doing it. But I want to recommend that if you actually shift your thinking to how you can change the world, you think you're successful now, you won't be able to hold back the floodgates of wealth. And it's not all in $12,000 checks. So have a clear message. Does anybody have a feeling of what my clear inventions and my clear conviction is? You know, and, and so let, let's take a look at this. What are the most successful podcasts out there? Anybody know this guy's name? Dave Ramsey. All right, I'm going to say a couple things. Um, sell your car and buy a... A beater, exactly. You know, you, sometimes you've got, to, you've got to sell things. You've got to sell things until one day these people think 
They're next to go. Your kids. That's right. You know, and if you're hungry, you got to stop eating out. And sometimes if you want to live like nobody else, you first have to... Live like nobody else. Exactly. And you're getting my drift here, right? Do you see the clear message? If you don't, I randomly picked a clip on YouTube of Dave Ramsey. Here's what he has. Normal in America today is 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, according to the Wall Street Journal. Normal in America today is bankruptcies increase almost every single year. Normal in America today is people work their whole lives and retire and say, I sure hope the government, which is well known for its ability to handle money, will take care of me. Normal in America today is a car with a payment and no idea that I'm ever going to live without a car payment. Normal in America today is I'm going to buy as much house as I can buy, as soon as I can buy it, regardless of how broke I am, and then can't figure out why I'm broke and why this house is a curse to me. Normal in America today is broke, and it sucks. Looking good and no freaking money. Big hat, no cattle. That's normal. Normal sucks. Normal sucks, people. And I'll tell you what, I grasped onto that message I, don't, I think it was 10 years ago. And at the time when I grasped that message, my wife and I were $87,000 in unsecured debt. Unsecured debt. And then three years after that, we were debt-free minus our mortgage. Why did we do that? Why? Because Dave Ramsey has a clear message that he can have people grasp onto, that people can share. Does anybody know, I have a couple, you know, I give you a couple messages, you know, but they're all along the same thing. But how about this? My goal is to help everybody take everything you do to the next level. Exactly. Now, ask your, now did, I, did I ask anybody to be prepared to say that for me? Yes. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> did not. I told you if they didn't say it, Eric, then you would jump. <laughs> the question that you want to ask yourself right now, if I were to go to a place where a gathering of people who listen to my podcast uh, gathered, and I asked them to tell the rest of the people in a full room what my message is, would they be able to, act, would they be able to answer the question to what your message is? If not, you're going to have a difficult time changing people's lives. The second thing is caring about people. I've had the privilege and the honor of helping thousands of people launch a podcast. And one of my most despised questions that I'm ever asked as a consultant and a coach is this. Cliff, I've been podcasting, and you can insert any length of period in time. It doesn't matter. I get it all the different things. Nine months. Let's do that. I've been podcasting for nine months, and I only have, and you can insert any number of subscribers. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've been podcasting for nine months, and I only have 300 subscribers. And you know what? I hate that. And the next question is, how can I get to the next thousand? How can, I, how can I increase the size of my community? How can I increase the size of my following? And you know why I hate that question? By the way, I'm not opposed to anybody here increasing the size of your audience. I'd like you all to reach 100 million people in this world. But you want to know something? What bothers me about that question is one word, and it's the word only. Because when I hear somebody say, I only have, and by the way, they always say, I only have so many downloads. I only have so many subscribers. I said, you've got a problem, you don't care about people. 
The question I have for you is whatever number of people who download every, you know, on, on consistent basis, how many downloads do you get for each episode? Take 10% of that, create a spreadsheet, in the columns are first name, last name, email address, personal detail number one, personal detail number two. 10% of the people that are currently following you, build a relationship with them, get to know them, serve them, find out what they need, ask them for feedback, engage them, invite them to meet you places. Get on a Skype call with them. How do you demonstrate that you care about people? Respond to their emails. And some of you are saying, but Cliff, I don't even get anybody that emails. Hardly anybody ever emails me. Well, let me give you a trick. Very few people have ever said, you know, I'm not getting enough engagement with my audience. And very few people have ever said, I haven't had a single person ever leave me a comment. I've never had a single person email. I've never had a single person uh, reach out to me on social media. They always say, you know, it's only been about three or four people. There's that word again. Stop that. Strike the word only out of your vocabulary. These are people. These are individual lives. So here's here's what I tell people to do. I say, listen, the next time somebody leaves you a comment, the next time somebody sends you an email and says, hey, I just found your podcast, and I listened to your most recent episode, and I just got to say thank you, and please keep up the work, good work. And if you just say, well, thank you so much, I'm so glad you like the show, you just missed out on an opportunity for a relationship. Because then, every, they just emailed you, hit the reply button and ask them a question. As a matter of fact, and do that. Matter of fact, re- refuse to let them refuse for yourself to be the last person in the conversation. You know, you want to get to the place where either they cont- continually tell you more about who they are and, and why they like your show and, and and what you can do to help serve them, or they get sick of your stupid questions all the time. But if you seriously build a relationship with these people, show them that you care. And some of you said, "Well, gosh, you know, I, I okay, I do have a couple thousand subscribers now." And I have built, I have some great engagement and stuff like that. And I really do care about people, Cliff. So what do I do? The next strategy, build environments of community. You see, the thing is, why are people listening to your show? It's because you're creating content around a particular passion. You're creating content about around a, a specific topic, or you're creating uh, uh, you're creating a podcast that expresses a certain worldview. Do you see where I'm coming from? But the thing is, is the re- people listen to you because they actually have an affinity for what you stand for or what you're, the content that you're creating. And guess what? The people who listen to you, they pretty much all share that affinity. That's why they all listen. All of us, they listen and go away. But if you have two people that listen to you, chances are they have something in common. And that one thing in common certainly is the fact that they both listen to you. And the thing is, is it's not because you're awesome. It's because... There's something about your content that is drawn that they're drawn to, and if they're both drawn to that, that means they have something in common. Why not bring environments of community together so that these people can build relationships, not just with you, but with each other? And this is easy for you to do. It can start out, by the way, with you know asking people to email you. It can start out with uh, comments on your blog posts or your, your show notes. It can start out with a Facebook group. And, and ask people to join your Facebook group and get in there and engage with them and, get them and let them engage with each other. It can be a live stream of your audio podcast. You can see where my stuff flies. I, I, I lean towards audio. But you can do a live stream of your audio podcast, put a chat room there and let them chat with each other. 
You can go to a conference like this and provide an opportunity for the people to come together and meet each other that like your content. These meetups, this right here is a picture of a meetup that I hosted at the New Media Expo. They'll, by the way, that room right there is people who have gone through my podcasting A to Z course and the people who were a part of my podcast mastermind organization for two years. And that's not even half the people and those two people, but that, and those two communities. But what happened was that night, those people came together. Many of them knew each other already because they had other online environments of community to build relationships. But a lot of them are like, wow, we've known each other, been interacting in the forums, we've been interacting in the Facebook group, we've been and it's so great to finally meet you face to face. And there are some people there that the only person in the room they knew was myself or Stephanie. And that night they walked away with 10, 20, 30 brand new friends. I've had people sit in my living room from all over the world to watch the TV show Lost with us that built long relationships with one another that were transformational. We'll get to a little bit more of that. But here's the thing. You're right when you think, well, first of all, if you're at the place where you're not getting very much engagement, care enough about people to have engagement. And if you do care like I do and you realize, and by the way, I, I, I almost feel like a hypocrite right here on the stage. And the reason why I feel like that is say build environments of community. And I want to tell you, I've had probably about 400 people say, Cliff, you always do a meetup. You've never not had a meetup. And they said, Cliff, when are you going to host a meetup at Podcast Movement? And I've had so many things going on in my life. I did not arrange for a meetup. And one of the things is, is that if I had a meetup in this room, raise your hand if you would have come to it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pull this off? You know, in, in the limited amount of time, and I had to, you know, I had to be at the dinner the first night. I had to be at the, you know, the game show last night. There was no way to pull away. And so, but I feel horrible. But it, it kills me not to do a community. So the thing is, is for you guys, when you go to events, invite people to go to these events with you and host a meetup, host other kinds of community <coughs> environments. The fourth strategy for changing people's lives is for you to be you. And by the way, I just want to say how excited I am, how much I've heard this message this weekend. Or, yes, this weekend. It is the weekend, right? Thank you. Um, I've heard this so many times, and it is absolutely true. You have to be you. Now, since I've heard it so many times, I'm going to give you a little bit more of a deeper dive into how to be you. John, are you the, did you start the imposter syndrome? Did you? Anyway, everybody in the world all of a sudden is saying, I feel like an imposter. I'm suffering from imposter syndrome. It's like, here's the deal. I've been doing podcasting A to Z since March 2011, and nobody has ever used the phrase imposter syndrome with me until about nine months ago, and now everybody suffers from this new disease. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a session earlier today, and somebody from the stage said, um, you know, why, why don't you, he says, who of you here want to create a podcast but don't have one yet? And then he says, why don't you have it? And a bunch of people said, I'm afraid. It's fear. And one person said, well, what are you, he said, what are you afraid of? And somebody was very honest and said, there are people out there who are better at it than I am. There are people who are better than I am. Who am I to say I'm an expert? Who am I to get out there and say, follow me? Right? I don't want to be an imposter. I feel, I feel like a hypocrite, you know? That's why I don't want to get behind the microphone. Well, I want to tell you, you never have to deal with imposter syndrome. 
if you follow these four subsets. And please don't tell Ken Davis and Michael Hyatt that I just gave you a comp I'm going to give you a talk within a talk. Because he would kill me. Anyway, so here's the deal. I'm going to tell you four things you can do to never suffer from imposter syndrome, to get break free from the fear of feeling like you don't you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Number one, simply start by sharing your experience so far. What have you accomplished up to this point? Here's the deal. You, you might think, well, you know what? There are so many people out there who know so much more. They already have better sounding podcasts than what I'll probably achieve out of the gate. And they already have, it seems like, the most engaged on-fire communities out there. And here's the, here's the deal. You know, they're, they're so much better and further along, and they can help people, you know, in a, in a way that, you know, I can't. And you know the answer to that? You're right. You're right, there are pe pe better people out there that are better qualified as far as experience and knowledge, and, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in, there are people out there that are better than you. But here's the thing, there are people who haven't yet experienced a tenth of what you've experienced. You know, if you were to take whatever subject that you're passionate about and you read two books on that topic, and really genuinely in, in, in internalize the content of those two books about that particular field, you would be an expert to 90% of the people who have an interest in that, who have never picked up a book. But boy, if they were to listen to your podcast and you were to say, guys, I don't hardly know anything, but I read this book and this is what I learned. Start with where you are and then share, the second one, share what you're learning. Start with where you are, share the journey you've had, and then share what you're learning. It, it, every single time I read a book, I feel like I, I, I wish there was no law on plagiarism. Because I, just, I feel like I read a book and it's like, man, this is the most amazing three chapters that I've ever read in a book in my life. I instantly want to turn my podcast or my microphone and recorder on and say, you know, guys, let me read to you these three chapters. And then do, a, and then do commentary on it. And then I, it's like, that's an episode. And then I go back to the book and I read the next six chapters. I'm like, okay, I'm going back to the recorder again. That's how I've done everything that I've done with my content. People say, how do you always... By the way, I've done over 3,240 episodes of podcast content and 30 different podcast shows. And people ask me, how do you always have content? Because I'm always learning something. I'm always struggling with something. That's the third step. Share your struggles. Share your struggles with people. Don't be afraid to tell people you don't know what to do next. All right? I'm going to share something that a friend of mine told me I could shop probably should never share. But one of the things that I did recently is the day before this event, I reserved a room in this hotel, and um, I asked people in my community, I said, guys, I'm really passionate about helping you take your business to the next level. And um, I'm gonna bring uh, up to 10 people in a, in a boardroom setting. We're gonna spend from eight o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the evening together and I'm going to charge $1,000. Please sign up. And by the way, I just decided to do this three weeks ago. Hardly enough time to get people to change their flights and everything. And you know what? The idea for this came from a mastermind group that I was a part of, and they said, Cliff, you, I've done this before, and you totally could do this. And I'm like, you're crazy. And, he's like, and then I was like, well, no, wait a second. That's a limiting blink. I know that I can do this. 
And, and by the time I left that mastermind meeting down in Nashville, Tennessee with my friends Ray Edwards, Dan Miller, Jeff Goins, and a bunch of other amazing people, I felt confident. I, I'm going to do three one-day events that are $1,000 per person. It's like, I'm going to do this. How many people think that that's crazy that anybody would ever pay you that much money to spend one day together? <laughs> only me, right? <laughs> only me. Only, I'm the only person who had the problem thinking that who's going to do this? And so, you know, here's the deal. I went to my, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I set it as a goal. Now I have to take action because if I don't take action, then I told these guys I was going to do it. I look like I failed and I would have failed. So it comes time to actually reserve the room and they tell me how much it is. And I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal. It's a thousand dollars to reserve this room. Um, and no, I know I don't have any guarantee that one person will even show up. And I may be out $1,000, worst case scenario. But am I going to do this? And I was really struggling with my beliefs and everything. And so I went to my friend, Ray Edwards. And I texted him. I said, Ray, do you have time for a pet talk? And he calls me right away. And he says, Cliff, what's going on? And I said, you know, I'm really struggling with pulling the trigger on this thing. And he says, $1,000 isn't enough, Cliff, but go ahead and do it. Go pack the house. And so I'm like, okay, I will reserve the room. And a couple days went by before I got around to actually deciding to set up the sales page. And I, so I said, I'm getting ready to set up the sales page. And I'm like, I just keep, I, it's, it's been hours I've been sitting at my desk. I haven't done anything. I'm checking your Facebook comments all day long so that I don't have to do this thing. I'm afraid again. And so I text Pat Flynn and I said, Pat, you got time for a pep talk? <laughs> Pat and I got on Skype. He's like, what's the problem, Cliff? I said, well, you've got an event that has you and Chris Ducker in more length of time than what I'm giving them, and it's half the price. He says, Cliff, do it. It'll go great. Stand up if you paid $1,000 to be in that event on Friday. All right, one, two, three, and uh, the other three people are somewhere around here, but thank you. And it was an amazing event, and thank you. The thing is, I will tell you this, it wasn't the money that excited me, but what excited me was it was, I may have not hosted a meetup, but I did host an environment of community of six people that was so much more powerful than anything I've ever done in my business, and I can't wait to do my next one. Now, why did I share that? Because what did I just do? I shared something with you that most people would never tell you. And, and by the way, how ridiculous is it that I, I just told you guys that I didn't have uh, hardly any faith at all that you'd be willing to pay $1,000 for most of the How happy were you to pay it? Thrilled. Thrilled. See? This is share your struggles, and I hope that by my sharing that struggle with you, it will encourage you. And then, so the, the fourth thing that you can do to avoid imposter syndrome, I gotta think of it, because I don't have my presenter notes. That's cool. So, what did I share so far? You have to experience so far. Share your struggles. You know what I'm hearing, Charlie Brown. <laughs> anyway, you know what? You got it. Just be yourself. All right. Let's just do that. We're gonna go on. I'm gonna give you some audio testimonials because it's gonna give me an opportunity to drink some water before I tell you a story. But these are gonna be some stories. This is Sam Ashdown, and just listen. Hi Cliff, I'm Sam Ashdown from the UK, and I run Home Truths an advice and resource website for homeowners trying to sell. When I read your request for life impacting changes by podcasters, I literally ran to my keyboard. Let me tell you why. 
A couple of years ago, I got a collie dog following a very messy divorce. And also moved about 300 miles north to a very rural area. I loved walking George, my dog, but it could be a little lonely, roaming around the hills near where I lived for hours at a time. And then I discovered podcasts. I devoured them one by one, though I always felt a little behind the curve of their successes and skills. Until one day, I listened by accident to a new young podcaster just starting out. Like you, he was in the insurance business. And on his first few podcasts, episodes, he sounded a little stiff and nervous, but he was real. I could relate to him, to his challenges and his small wins, and it gave me motivation to push my business to the next level. Step by step, over those hills, this guy was with me, climbing every challenge by my side. I felt invigorated, like I could do anything. He was my unofficial mentor and he didn't even know it. Then one day, he mentioned me in one of his episodes. Wow! We'd had a little Twitter exchange and he related it on his next episode. I was blown away. He'd shown me that he really cared about his audience, about me personally. Now my business really has reached new heights. And he has finally flown the insurance nest and is off the charts successful. He gets the very best guests on his podcast, which are now Hangouts on Air, of course. And I still devour each and every episode. We're friends on social networks and he still remains my inspiration in a big, big way. Cliff, this comment is to say a massive thank you to my lovely podcaster, mentor and friend, Ryan Hanley from the Content Warfare podcast. Thank you so much, Ryan, from the bottom of my heart, Sam. How awesome is that? Is Ryan Handley here? I've never met Ryan Handley. No, he's not here. But man, isn't that awesome? Yeah. I mean, did you? I, obviously, you, you can. You have eyeballs. You can see this. It's, but he was real. You know, I felt so far behind from those people's success. There were so many people out there. You know, it seemed like they always had the right answers. It seemed like the content that they were sharing, they never everything that they shared was all about all the things that they've done right and all the secrets to the to doing everything just perfect. And 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 everybody shares all of this stuff, but all of a sudden along comes this Ryan Handley, and he's he he what he's uh, he sounded a little stiff and nervous during the first few episodes. He's sharing his he's sharing his journey. And then check this out, but he was real. I could relate to him. He mentioned my name. Wow. I could tell he really cared about me. Her life was changed because of those four strategies. Now, I told you I get a lot of feedback. I shared with you that feedback and all the feedback in the world. I'd much rather, you know, here's the thing. I'd love to have more people send me $12,000 contribution checks. And if anybody wants to, um, you can go to my website. You can find my address. Uh, but anyway, that's, but here's the deal. I, if I never received another check for $12,000 or $5,000 or $100 for a contribution for any of the other shows that I do, I'm cool with that as long as I continue to get feedback like this. And that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness. So that really, that really did happen. So my, my, before, earlier, my computer crashed and the most amazing thing I wanted to share with you was gone. <laughs> but that's okay. Don't worry about it. Because I can tell you the story. All right? 
Anna Sophie Reinhardt one day called in a testimonial and she says, Cliff and Stephanie, I'm Anna from Germany. I've been listening to your podcast and I have to say thank you. You don't understand, for the last couple years of my life, I've had severe anxiety. I didn't leave the house. I have had problems with um, interacting with the outside world. And I, I really struggled. And, you know, my mom and dad have been trying to get me out of the house and to engage with the world, to engage with, the, with people again. But I've really struggled with this. And, and I just could not get over it. And then I started to listen to your Lost podcast. All right, and then when I started listening to your Lost podcast, you and your wife started having conversations. And between a husband and wife, I've never heard a husband and wife have those types of conversations before. And all of a sudden, then I heard you talk about the community. You invited people to join online forums, and I'm thinking, that's safe enough. I can still stay in my house and kind of gaze with, around with people and, and, and maybe kind of just be this lurker on the internet. But then all of a sudden, I started to engage with people. I signed up with, a, you know, with an ID, and I started to build relationships with people. And then all of a sudden, I was encouraged, and I got to know these people where all of a sudden I started to share my struggles with them. And by the way, I started listening to your Pursuing a Balanced Life, where you shared things that most people would never share. And the fact that you were willing to share the things that scared you I mean, there have been times in a podcast where I've cried, and she hears these things that, that most people would never share, and she says, you know what? It gave me the courage to talk about my problems with these new friends that I felt like I could trust. And as a result of that, podcasting and your community and everything you've done has saved my life. That was the audio testimonial that I was going to play for you. However, I want to tell you, I've sent, I sent, once I received that, what do you think I did? I instantly sent her an email and says, wow, you know, and, and I asked her, could you elaborate? Tell me a little bit more about your story. I wanted to engage with her and find out a little bit more of what was going on with this. And by the way, before I came here today, I asked, I, I had an hour and a half long call with, uh, with Anna Sophie, and I asked her, I said, hey, do you mind if I share your story? And uh, I, I know all the details that you've shared with me over the years. What's okay for you to share? She goes, Cliff, share everything. Share anything and everything. So let me tell you, I found out that Anna Sophie, the year that she found our podcast, she attempted to commit suicide. All right? And that's what caused her family to really be start, starting to concern. And then what I, I didn't realize until even later was the, um, the problems that she had was as a child, she was very, uh, I mean, extremely physically abused as a child by somebody in her family. And she had, as a result of that, a lot of emotional issues, as you might be able to imagine, and she also had anorexia. All right? And so, and by the way, I didn't know about the anorexia until much, much later. But the thing is, is she said that because of this community, I started to pull out of my shell. And also, she had dropped out of school and everything. She says, I went back to school because of your podcast. I went and started to do this. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to leave the house. And all of a sudden, she says, I want to start traveling. I want to start going and seeing the world. Anna Sophie and her sister spent seven days in our home hanging out with us. She's been at a lot of our meetups. In fact, there was this amazing photo thing I was going to show you, and she was in front of it and everything. And by the way, raise your hand if you guys have interacted with Anna Sophie. Look at that. All right? How, the, the, the thing is, is that years later, 
she actually did come out and finally share with the community as a whole, guys, I'm gonna let you know something. I'm, I'm, if I don't do something, I'm going to die. She goes, I haven't told anybody this, but I struggle with anorexia. I, I have this disease. And I'm actually going to check myself in for treatment. And I'm creating a blog, and I'm going to share with you every single detail of my journey. And we, and hundreds of people came together from our community, pouring in encouragement. She shared the times that they were about ready to kick her out because she wouldn't eat food and all these other things. She shared all of that. And because of the community of people that, and the relationships that she found through chat rooms and meetups and all this other stuff, she was able to get through. And not only was she able to get through, but when she came out a couple months later, she started a podcast called <coughs> Fighting Anorexia. And in Blog World, Blog World NYC 2012, I'm sitting there walking the streets of New York City, you know, out in the middle of everywhere, at several, I mean like eight, nine, ten blocks away from the conference. One day I'm walking down the street and guess who I see? Anna Sophie. And she's got like nine, ten, twelve different people right behind her. And do you know what she was doing? She was going on a city walk with her community of people from her fighting anorexia community. How awesome is that? You can go there, look at this. Anna Sophie, what's, what's her bio say? Today, she will tell you, she says, I'm a lifestyle blogger, I'm a podcaster, author, and owner of Anna Sophie, her brand. Do you want to start your body love revolution? She helps people understand how to fall in love with her body exactly as it is today. And as a result of us not giving up, after all of those people said how much they hate our content, somebody decided not to commit suicide, and that resulted in people whose lives she's changed. Thank you.